Warning, this is not your average podcast. We don't do I'm average around here. Boring doesn't exist. And we don't have patience for small-minded, petty excuses. Maybe I'm just not good enough. We're all about getting real, staying motivated, and taking imperfect action. This is The Daniel Geffen Show. And now, introducing your charmingly unfiltered, overly obsessive, yet refreshingly insightful host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, superheroes, it's Daniel Geffen again. And uh, today, I want to talk about mentorship, uh, the importance of getting a great mentor. And here's the thing, I'm going to give you a real-life example, because um, I look up to someone called Tim Ferriss, okay? Everybody has someone that they look up to, uh, somebody that they aspire to be like. Uh, for me, Tim uh, is, is that person or one of those people. Um, reason being is because, you know, his book literally changed the way that I did business um, and it, it impacted my life in an incredible way. His, his original book, he's now written, I think he's written about five or six bestsellers, uh, but his original book, which most of you probably have heard of, is The 4-Hour Workweek. Uh, it became a New York Times bestseller. Um, he wrote it about 10 years ago, and he was way ahead of his time. Um, and it, uh, I actually today literally just went through the book again because, and I, I love doing this, I love when I, when I see a book that I haven't read in a, in a long time and I read it with different eyes because the thing is, is that as you evolve as a human being, right, as time goes by, um, your situation changes, um, you're, experience, you're more experienced, you think differently, uh, you're at a different place in your life. And when you read a book that you haven't read, uh, I think I read that book five years ago, that was the last time I read it. When you haven't read a book in five years and you read it again, it's literally like a different person reading it. And I was literally like, some of the stuff I was looking at, I was, I was thinking to myself, gosh, how did I not like see this? Like, this is, this is genius. Like, literally, this is genius. Um, anyway, so I was reading his book today, and I made a decision that I want Tim Ferriss to mentor me. You know, I thought to myself, you know, what if I can have Tim Ferriss mentor me one-on-one? Now, the thing is, is, is Tim is extremely, extremely busy and very, very hard to get a hold of. And I'm going to explain to you exactly how I plan on getting hold of him in just a minute. Before I do, though, um, I want to tell you a little bit more about why I want Tim as a mentor for me um, and why it's important to get the right mentor for you. Right? It's important to find the right mentor for you. Everybody needs a different mentor. So for me, it happens to be that um, when I think about like who do I want to be most like, and I don't mean in terms of personality because everybody's unique. Everybody has their own personality. I hate it when people are like, you know, I want to be like Grant Cardone and they become like this kind of, uh, you know, high level, you know, crazy, like, oh, you're going to 10x your business, blah, blah. Like, that's just not your personality. Why are you trying to be someone else, right? Um, so it's important to emulate uh, what people do um, and how they do it, but but remember that you are unique and you've got to keep your personality. So I don't want to be like Tim Ferriss in a sense of you know his personality and and even his beliefs. I don't believe everything he believes in, um, but I want to uh, in a sense 
you know, sort of follow the path that he's taken. Uh, he's a five times New York Times bestselling author. Um, I have one book that's a bestseller on Amazon, and I'd love to write more books. Um, he is a public speaker. He speaks as a keynote speaker uh, around the world. He travels around the world keynote speaking. It's something that I would love to do. I'd love to inspire and impact people. Uh, I'd love to speak in front of thousands of people uh, on stage. Um, he has a podcast show that is, uh, I think, one of the top-rated podcasts in the world. He has, I believe it's 100 or 200 million downloads, which is insane. He's, he's hit over 200 million downloads. Uh, so that's something that I aspire to do with this show, The Daniel Geffen Show. Um, he's also um, got a number of companies, businesses that he's involved in that create residual income. So essentially, he isn't involved in them on a day-to-day -day basis. He has systems set up and he has um, virtual teams working on the business and in the business to manage the business. Uh, and that's also something that I aspire to do. I have one of my companies that are that is fully outsourced. It's a call center in the UK, which I outsourced five years ago. And till today, it still runs and it uh, brings in money. Um, and I want to do that um, multiple times with more, more businesses. And so, again, it's something that Tim does really, really well. So, uh, having said all that, um, how do I get Tim to personally mentor me? Um, and bear in mind that if you go to his website and you go to the contact page on his website, he specifically says that I am not offering any one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching or consulting. Um, and essentially, he says that um, his, uh, he, char he actually does charge, if, um, if you do want coaching, he charges between five and seven figures. Uh, and he says before the decimal point. So really, really expensive, uh, certainly not what I'm willing to pay. So the question is, how do I get, not only do I get Tim Ferriss to coach me personally, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, but how do I do it for free, right? How do I get someone like Tim to coach me for free? And I believe that the principle works um, with anything, meaning that the way that I'm going to show you how I'm reaching out to him uh, can work with any type of uh, contact that you want to get a hold of. So whether you want to get a hold of a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, um, or whether you want to get hold of um, you know, a celebrity that you want to have, uh, you know, that you want to talk with, um, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, uh, an author that you admire and you want to be able to, to have a conversation with, whoever the contact is, this, this principle will work for anyone. So here it is. I wrote him an email, and um, the first thing that I did was, and this is the first rule, I guess, if you want to contact anyone, the first rule is you've got to know what motivates them, motivates them, what motivates them, what are they passionate about? Because here's the thing is most people, when they're trying to reach out to someone, for a favor or whatever they want to do. Usually, they reach out um, and they tell the other person what, 
what what they want. So when when you when you reach out to someone and you talk about, well, this is what I want and this is what I want, they don't care because they get thousands. Literally, I mean, Tim Ferriss gets about. Um, I think he says he gets about two thousand emails a week. Okay, so two thousand emails a week um, from people wanting something from him. So the question you need to to ask yourself is, forget about you know what you want from him. What does he want or what does she want? Okay. So some of the things that I know about Tim, because I've been following him for, for a number of years now, I know that he loves to travel. I know that he loves to learn about new cultures. And I know that he's passionate about spiritual and personal growth. And I also know that he's very involved in the high-tech scene and uh, he's very fascinated about latest innovations. So bearing that in mind, what I did was is I wrote him an email. I CC'd his, his VA. By the way, uh, if you want to find anybody's email, the way that I found Tim Ferriss's email was there's a uh, service called hunter.io. That's hunter, like you're hunting an animal, right? Hunter.io. Uh, it's actually free. You sign up for free, and you can type in anybody's name, and it will give you their email address. So no excuses, right? People saying, oh, I don't know his email address or I don't know her email address. You can find anybody's email address and it won't cost you a penny. Um, so I got Tim's email address and I, first of all, the subject has to be very, very to the point. Okay, no, a lot of people think that, you know, if you get cute, right, because we all know that we need to stand out, right, because especially somebody who's getting 2,000 emails a week, you need to really stand out from everybody else. Uh, what a lot of people try to do is they try to stand out by, uh, by being, you know, cute or uh, trying something like, you know, this email uh, will change your life or something like ridiculous like that. Trust me, everybody's trying it. Uh, someone like Tim Ferriss will smell... Uh, that a mile away, and he won't open it, uh, nor will his VA. So get to the point, uh, make sure that it's something of value to them, and put that in the subject header. So for me, the subject header is your trip to the old city of Jerusalem. Now, the reason why I said your trip to the old city of Jerusalem is because his VA is most likely going to see that email. Tim is not going to be checking his emails, his VA is. Now, if his VA or personal assistant um, is scanning his emails and it says, your trip to the old city of Jerusalem, the first thing she's going to think is, I didn't know Tim was planning a trip to Jerusalem. So she's obviously going to click it and open it to see what's it about, right? It's not on her calendar, so it's going to get her to open the email. The next thing I did is, in the email, I wrote, hey, Tim, I know you're extremely busy, so I'll make this brief and to the point. Okay, so the first thing that you want to make sure you do is respect their time. Let them know that you understand and value their time is very valuable and that this email is going to be very brief and to the point. That's, that's all they want, right? And then just get right to it. Okay, I don't bother with, hey, I've been a follower of yours for five years. I love your stuff. Like, they don't care, like... That's very nice. They get that all the time, and they know that you're a follower. They know that you love this stuff. Otherwise, you wouldn't be reaching out. So don't waste time. Just get to the point. So here's how I start the email. I know that you love traveling, 
learning about new cultures and are passionate about spiritual and personal growth. You're also into high tech and the latest innovations. So what I did with that one line is I basically told him that I know what he loves doing. And so automatically he's, he's going to be going, oh, wow, yeah. I do love traveling. Yes, I do love learning about new cultures. I am passionate about spiritual and personal growth, and I do love high tech and the latest innovations. So he's, that's going to pique his interest. The next thing that's going to happen is he's going to read the next line, which is, so I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for you. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what it is. I wrote, one, I'd love to set you up with spiritual leaders and masters of Kabbalah to learn about some of the ancient texts of Judaism in the holy old city of Jerusalem. Now, that's going to be a, a massive attention grabber because knowing Tim, Tim is all into learning about cultures and he's very curious. Um, he's always traveling and trying to uh, learn more about you know, religions and languages and you know, he's always fascinated by these things. So, I knew that that would hook him in, right? Because again, I mentioned spiritual leaders and I mentioned masters of Kabbalah uh, and ancient texts of Judaism, again, in the holy old city of Jerusalem. So it's very mystical. Uh, it piques a lot of curiosity. Um, I'm not going into, the, obviously, all the details of how this is going to happen, but I'm giving him a taste. I'm giving him a little bit of, I know that you like this. I know that this is right up your alley. This is what I'm proposing. So that was number one. Number two is I want to introduce you to some of the leading innovators at the forefront of cutting-edge technology in the Silicon Valley of the Middle East. And again, that speaks to his um, curiosity of learning more about technology. And again, Israel is a hot topic because you know, all of the latest uh, innovative technology is coming out of Israel. And so if I can hook him up with some of the leading innovators, that again could be an additional um, kind of cherry on top uh, for this trip. I also wrote, I will arrange for all travel and accommodation. I'm thinking Shabbat experiences at local Jewish homes. I know that one time I heard Tim talk about how when he travels, he doesn't like to take hotels or hostels. Um, he likes to go to local families' homes because that way you're really experiencing the culture. You're really getting a first-hand experience of what it is to live there rather than be there as a tourist. And so I made sure to put that in the email to let him know I can set him up with local families so he'll get the real tradition, uh, the real experience. And then just to end off, I said, this will be one of, if not the most eye, and then in brackets, soul, opening experiences of your life. And I know you've been around the block a few times, wink. So that kind of shows him that I have a little bit of sense of humor, like I know you've been around the block a few times, right? Um, and again, it, it, it's, it shows my, almost my like, overly confident um, belief that this is going to be worth his time. Like, yes, he's got 101 other opportunities, and I'm sure his calendar is booked up, but this is going to be a life-changing experience that he does not want to miss. And then I sign off in Hebrew with ma'ata omer. And ma'ata omer means, what do you say in Hebrew? So it's kind of like, again, like that cheeky little, you know, hey, you know, learn the language, curiosity, it just kind of digs into that. That's the email. I sent that to him and I CC'd his personal assistant. I also followed up, and this is also key. It's great if you send an incredible email, but if you just send the perfect email once and that's all you do, 
uh, it's not going to work. Okay, someone like Tim is extremely busy, um, and just sending one email and hoping and praying that they'll respond is it's just not going to work. Uh, in life, if you want something, you've really got to work for it. So what I did was um, I went to Instagram and I sent him a DM, a direct message in Instagram, just basically saying, you know, hey Tim, uh, I sent you an email about your trip to the old city in Jerusalem. Again, just piquing his curiosity. And then what I did was I pasted the body of the email. Uh, in other words, I, I po pasted a picture, an image of the email so he can just quickly read the email instead of him going into his email inbox and searching for it, he can actually just literally read the email from his Instagram account. And I did the same thing with Twitter. On Twitter, rather than sending him a whole message, which again, you don't have much room on Twitter because I think you have, I don't know how many characters because I don't use Twitter that much anymore. Um, but again, I pasted a uh, copy of the image so that he can read it straight from there. You've got to make it really easy. People who you want to get in touch with, because they're super busy, you want to respect their time. And, by respect, and the way to respect their time is to, to give them the least amount of effort. Make sure that they don't have to go and do anything that's unnecessary. Having them go and check an email inbox, which has literally thousands of messages, and for them to search for your email is ridiculous, right? So you've got to be smart. You've got to be creative. You know, send them the, a copy of, the, of, the, of an image, just screenshot the email and paste it there. And what's great about this is that now I'm not relying on one method, right? So yes, his personal assistant may pick up the email and she may forward it to him and he may respond. But I don't want to rely on that. He may be on Twitter more often than he is checking his email, most likely. And so there's a good chance that he'll respond on Twitter. Maybe he's not so, uh, you know, responsive on Twitter, but he always checks his Instagram. Everybody's different, right? You've got to know who the person you're dealing with is. Where do they spend most of their time? So if it's Instagram, you want to be messaging them on Instagram. Uh, but I personally like to hit them on every platform just so that, um, you know, they see that you're serious and that you won't go away until they respond. Uh, you want to be persistent, but you obviously don't want to be a complete pain in the ass. And the way not to be a pain in the ass or a mosquito is by offering value, right? I'm not just saying, hey, I need your help. I want you to mentor me. I'm saying, hey, I'd love to give you value. This is what I know you like, and this is what I can do for you. Um, now, it happens to be that I'm in a situation where I live in Israel, and I happen to be connected to some you know, leaders in the technology industry and also uh, rabbis and masters of Kabbalah, everybody has their own value. So each one of you listening to this, you all have something of value. You all, all of you have some, uh, someone in your network or some resource or some knowledge or something that is unique that you can find that this person that you're trying to contact um, will gain from and will value. Find out what that is. The reason why I started my podcast show is because, well, one of the reasons why, is because getting guests on my show, um, some of the guests I've had on my show are people who I look up to, who I would never have had the opportunity to speak with. People like Russell Brunson, people like Tom Billu, um, New York Times bestselling authors. I've interviewed some billionaires on my my other podcast show. Um, and the only way that I was able to get an hour of conversation with them um, was because I have a platform. Uh, because if I have a platform and I've offered them value, which is essentially that they can come onto my platform and speak to my audience, um, that 
allowed me to be able to speak to uh, pretty much almost anyone I want. So the other thing I would suggest, besides for uh, reaching out and offering some value, one of the, the biggest pieces of value you can offer somebody is giving them a platform to stand on, especially if they're just launching a book or something else, you know, whatever they're doing. Um, you know, if they're on a mission and uh, you're helping them to get closer to achieving their mission, uh, then you are going to be able to reach out to them and they're going to respond. I hope this was helpful. Um, I will keep you updated with what happens with Tim Ferriss and I'll let you know if he responds and, and what happens with that. Uh, really exciting stuff. And um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on a future episodes um, of my crazy antics. And uh, have a wonderful day and we'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now. You just heard another imperfectly perfect, powerful piece of positivity, practical perceptions from your daringly dashing host, Daniel Geffen. Don't foolishly miss out on other epic episodes. Uh-oh. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go on, give it a smash, then get on with your day. And don't forget to make it epic.